TED Audio Collective. A quick new idea daily from the world's greatest TEDx talks. I'm your host, Atosa Leone, and this is TEDx Shorts. What do Edgar Allan Poe and Cyrano de Bergerac have in common with the recent exploration program on Mars? You may be surprised to know that the origins of spaceflight came from not just history's esteemed scientists, but also our great storytellers. Alexander McDonald is a NASA economist who's researched centuries of writing about interplanetary travel. Today, he shares how the human imagination has made our movement into the cosmos possible. When Galileo turned his new telescope to the heavens, and to the moon in particular, what he discovered was that the moon was not just a celestial object wandering across the night sky, but rather it was a world. And once this new world in the moon had been discovered, well, people immediately began to think about how to travel there. And just as importantly, they began to write stories about how that might happen and what those voyages might be like. One of the first people to do so was actually the Bishop of Hereford, a man named Francis Godwin. And Godwin wrote a story about a Spanish explorer, Domingo Gonzalez, who ended up marooned on the island of St. Helena in the middle of the Atlantic. And there, in an effort to get home, developed a machine, an invention, to harness the power of the local wild geese to allow him to fly, and eventually to embark on a voyage to the moon. And it was this idea that we could build machines that could travel into the heavens, that would plant its seed in mines across the generations. Other stories would soon follow, most notably by Cyrano de Bergerac with his lunar tales. And by the mid-17th century, the idea of people building machines that could travel into the heavens was growing in complexity and technical nuance. And yet, in the late 17th century, this intellectual progress effectively ceased. People still told stories about getting to the moon, but they relied on the old ideas, or once again, on dreams or on magic. Why? Well, because the discovery of the laws of gravity by Newton and the invention of the vacuum pump by Robert Hooke and Robert Boyle meant that people now understood that a condition of vacuum existed between the planets and consequentially between the Earth and the moon. And they had no way of overcoming this, no way of thinking about overcoming this. And so, for well over a century, the idea of a voyage to the moon made very little intellectual progress. Until the rise of the Industrial Revolution and the development of steam engines and boilers, and most importantly, pressure vessels. And so it was in this context, in 1835, that the next great story of spaceflight was written by Edgar Allan Poe. He considered himself a technical thinker. He grew up in Baltimore, the first American city with gas street lighting, and he was fascinated by the technological revolution that he saw going on all around him. Nowhere was he more influential in this than in his short story, The Unparalleled Adventures of One Hunt's Fall. It's a story of an unemployed bellows maker in Rotterdam who, depressed and tired of life, this is Poe after all, and deeply in debt, he decides to build a hermetically enclosed balloon-borne carriage that is launched into the air by dynamite, and from there floats through the vacuum of space all the way to the lunar surface. 
And importantly, he did not develop this story alone. For in the appendix to his tale, he explicitly acknowledged Godwin's A Man on the Moon from over 200 years earlier as an influence. Poe was sufficiently detailed in the description of the construction of the device and in terms of the orbital dynamics of the voyage that it could be diagrammed in the very first spaceflight encyclopedia as a mission in 1920s. And it was this attention to detail or to verisimilitude, as he called it, that would influence the next great story. Jules Verne's From the Earth to the Moon, written in 1865. And in an explicit tribute to Poe's influence on him, Verne situated the group responsible for this feat in the book in Baltimore, at the Baltimore Gun Club, with its members shouting cheers for Edgar Poe as they began to lay out their plans for the conquest of the moon. And just as Verne was influenced by Poe, so too would Verne's own story go on to influence and inspire the first generation of rocket scientists. The two great pioneers of liquid fuel rocketry in Russia and in Germany, Konstantin Tsiolkovsky and Hermann Oberth, both traced their own commitment to the field of spaceflight, to their reading from the Earth to the Moon as teenagers, and then subsequently committing themselves to trying to make that story a reality. Thus creating a direct chain of influence that goes from Godwin to Poe to Verne to the Apollo program and to the present-day communities of spaceflight. The economic origins of spaceflight are found in stories and in ideas. And it was through these stories that the narrative of a future for humanity in space began to propagate from mind to mind, eventually creating an intergenerational intellectual community that would iterate on the ideas for spacecraft until such a time as they could finally be built. It's a culture that involves thousands of people over hundreds of years. Because for hundreds of years, some of us have looked to the stars and longed to go. I think their stories also tell us of the importance of the stories that we tell each other about the future more generally. Because these stories don't just transmit information or ideas, they can also nurture passions. Passions that can lead us to dedicate our lives to the realization of important projects. Which means that these stories can and do influence social and technological forces centuries into the future. I think we need to realize this and remember it when we tell our stories. We need to work hard to write stories that don't just show us the possible dystopian paths we may take. For I fear that the more dystopian stories we tell each other, the more we plant seeds for possible dystopian futures. So, we need to write new stories. Stories that 300 years in the future, people will be able to look back upon and remark how they inspired us to new heights and to new shores how they showed us new paths and new possibilities, and how they shaped our world for the better. The TEDx talk you just listened to was recorded at a TEDx event in Auckland, New Zealand. All TEDx events are independently organized by volunteers who believe in TED's mission of ideas worth spreading. Special thanks to the organizing team at TEDx Auckland. Want to listen to more TEDx Talks? Explore the entire archive on the TEDx YouTube channel. I'm Atosa Leone. Thanks for listening and see you tomorrow.